It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is your invitation to a masterclass in engineering and design. Your ticket to go from zero to 60 with the Lexus Performance Line. A feeling this dynamic is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the exhilaration of the Lexus Performance Line and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for tuning in. I am your host, Marcus Mosier. Joining me today is Landon McCool. You can follow him on Twitter at McCoolBCB. You can also check him out on the Best Coast Boys podcast. Landon, the Cowboys finally got a win in the month of October. Uh, we needed this one. How do you feel about it, buddy? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's it was about as feel-good win as you're going to get, I think, at this point against the Eagles uh, uh, at home. It, it was an electric environment last night. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it was – it's funny because, you know, if you go back and listen to these pods for us, I mean, a lot of them came before this that Friday – practice and, and i kind of had put i kind of put a yep. meme out the 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 end game meme of uh you know of dak standing alone against uh, the forces of thanos as, as the wednesday practice and then him with avengers united as the uh as the friday practice it's like friday afternoon they got back both starting tack- tackles two of their starting three wide receivers uh and then their starting cornerback and it it changed the all the angles uh, uh, when they were able to play, and then they get into the game, and and for the most part, at, you know, with the exception of some rust on Tyron Smith's part, I think, uh, I think for the most part, all those guys played fantastic games, and that 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 was the difference in the game. All right, I, I'm going to ask you this question: At what point in the game did you feel comfortable that thinking the Cowboys were going to win? Like, how soon into this? Game? I t- I I texted John, and you can text you can you can get with him with John owning. I texted John. I think. After the Eagles scored their first touchdown, so what it was like, yeah, I think what else? Well, not, not not their first touchdown, their only touchdown. Their only oh oh yeah, I'm sorry, Oof. I'm so sorry. Yes, the only <laughs> touchdown uh, when it was I think fourteen to seven. So probably like at the end of the first quarter, I, I texted John. I was like, I think we're gonna win this game. It, it just like when you when you saw what was happening. Uh, the, and even in a neutral game situation, I, I, it felt like the Cowboys were able to move the ball at will, and it didn't. It felt like the Eagles were getting plays, but a lot of it was, you know, it was Dallas. You know, the 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 fifteen yard penalty on uh, that 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 one scoring drive had two huge penalties on it, and I felt like mm-hmm. if the Cowboys could get rid of the the fifteen, you know, the the, the large penalties. That they were playing better on on that day on the lines of scrimmage and in the, in the skills position game. So I felt like it, it, it when you can get a feel for which team is playing better, kind of in a neutral situation. Uh, that's when you kind of got a feel for the who might win the game or at least who should win the game. Uh, you know, and I think the Cowboys were able to avoid any major uh, uh, disasters that kind of derailed their 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 momentum throughout the game. Yeah, I, I really felt like it was that. 
12 play drive to put them up 21 to seven. It's the one you were talking about. Uh, that was the drive where they had the uh, Amari Cooper touchdown that was called back by offensive pass interference and holding. Uh, they somehow missed the helmet to helmet hit on Amari, but that's a different point. Mm. Uh, they had another in a legal formation later on in that drive. Didn't matter. The Cowboys still overcame it. Uh, they had the the pass down to the one yard line to Cobb, and then they scored the touchdown to Blake Jarwin on the next play. I, I think that's what I knew. The, the Cowboys can score against this team pretty easily. It, and I don't, <clears throat> I don't know what it was that made me feel so confident. I don't know whether it was because they were running the ball so well. Uh, I, I feel like the the offensive line, especially the interior of the offensive line, uh, was having their way with Philadelphia. Uh, Amari Cooper, I felt like in this game, you could have thrown the ball to him 20 times and he would have caught 18, 19 of those passes because the you know the Eagles just don't have anybody that can match up with him. Uh, it, it was a truly dominating performance by the Cowboys. Um, I, normally we start this show by talking about the offense, but I actually want to kind of flip it and talk about the defense first, Landon. Uh, I thought they did a fantastic job in this game. Uh, they allowed just 283 total yards to the Eagles. Um, they had two sacks, which were pretty important. Um, but more importantly, they caused four turnovers, three forced fumbles, uh, and then they had the interception. Could have had two interceptions. Sean Lee dropped another one. Uh, but if you factored that in, that was another turnover on down. So really five turnovers by this defense. Uh, how did they play so well in this game? Yeah, I mean, I think it was it was a lot about just getting right. You know, I think just making tackles, doing simple things, being in the, where they're supposed to be. Um, you know, they kind of just got back to doing the little things right and, and preventing the big play and then um, – you know, and then uh, making plays on top of that. You know, I think you have to do the little things right to get get yourself in position to make the big plays. I think you know, and and when you're making this defense kind of march their way down the field and earn their their uh, every you know yard, you get plays like uh, a dump off to the tight end where Leighton Vander Esch is, is is holding up the the tight end and and Jalen Smith gets a huge hit on on him and knocks the ball loose and you know that's the kind of thing that happens and when and when uh, coverage is correct and, and you're in the, the the correct window it makes guys like Carson Wentz hold the ball a tick longer and that gives uh, a guy like uh, Demarcus Lawrence a, a tick longer to get to the ball reach out disrupt the pass and and, and get the ball on the ground before he's able to get it out um you know it's just it's a game of inches and i think that um a a lot of playmaking can be made or you know slip away just by simply whether whether or not you're executing the basic part of your defense if you're if you're where you're supposed to be and you're forcing this forcing the offense to kind of sludge through like you know go perform snap after snap after snap in order to drive down the field and score uh, you know the that's what this defense is built on the odds are that eventually you're going to screw up someone's going to hit you pretty hard you're going to lose the ball the cowboys will find a way to punch the ball out and that's what was happening is that they were making them drive the length of the field and it was too much pressure and then when the score got lopsided it was even more pressure causes Carson West Carson wins to press throwing the ball into coverage you know Xavier Woods steps in front of the ball it i mean it's 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 not just performance you know it's not just like oh i'm playmaking this time it's game script dictating stress on the offense combined with defense being where they're supposed to be and allowing allowing it all to kind of come to them 
Yeah, it was it was a great game plan for the Cowboys on defense. They they know how to play this Eagles team by now. Uh, the the Eagles will get their occasional big play, and I don't I think Deshaun Jackson being out obviously hurt them because uh, it takes away some of their speed element. But for the most but that's part, also who Cowboys... that's also who he is. Can we talk about that real quick? Like this is the thing. Yeah, sure. Real Go quick. Ahead. I'm no. I'm sorry. This is this is the real thing I want to get over. This is why the Eagles are the preseason champs. Is because they go out and they get these guys like Deshaun Jackson. Everyone gets excited about them, and and, and you know, oh, they they have, t- they have room to get this vet and this vet. Well, here's the problem with getting a lot of these vets is like guys like this. Deshaun Jackson is is a fantastic player when he plays, but when he plays is a big part of the problem with with a lot of these guys. They're having issues with a lot of these vets staying on the field, and you know, and, and they we're constantly can make this excuse. Well, well, when when our guys are healthy, but these guys are never never healthy, and that's and that's why it, there's value in playing the younger talented guys that you develop because the younger guys just tend to get injured a lot less and stay on the field a lot more. Yeah, I, I read an article at the beginning of the season that Philadelphia had the oldest uh, starting roster in the NFL other than New England. Uh, those kind of things tend to happen. You do tend to get a lot of injuries at the end of the season when you've got guys that are just older. Uh, yeah, the average age for Philadelphia is 26.6. Uh, the Cowboys are significantly younger than that. And you, I think you saw it play out on the field. They just look like a much faster team. Uh, let's take a quick break. We'll come back and we'll talk a little bit about the Cowboys offense. This is your invitation to a masterclass in engineering and design. Your ticket to go from zero to 60 with the Lexus Performance Line. A feeling this dynamic is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the exhilaration of the Lexus Performance Line and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. All right, Landon, uh, I was thoroughly impressed with the Cowboys' offense. Prescott, 21 of 27 for 239 yards, averaged nearly nine yards an attempt. He had a touchdown. He had the one interception, and we can debate about that interception a little bit, but I, I don't really care. It was a YOLO ball to Tavon Austin. He was going for the kill shot. It is what it is. Um, the team as a whole rushed for 189 yards, 5.3 yards per carry, three touchdowns. How did the Cowboys have so much success against this Eagles defense? Uh, you know, I, I think, like we like we mentioned before, it, it, it's honestly I think that the, the moment that um, uh, that I started feeling really confident about what was going on was just watching the first few drives and, and how the Cowboys' offense was able to contain the the Philadelphia pass rush, uh, because really that's that's the whole thing for this against this defense. I mean, this, this, this these defensive backs are not any good. Um, I mean, no. it's, they're just not, and 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 they certainly can't. Ma- and certainly, when you bring in Cobb and Cooper, there the, the the talent disparity becomes way out of whack. And um and and so I think the the truth of the matter is for the Eagles, their their best bet was to try to uh uh get the pass rush going, get get after Dak, try to get you know get him down, and that's why getting Tyron Smith and Lael Collins was such was such a big boost for this team because that was really their way to try to stop. 
this Dallas offense was to try to attack Dak in the pocket, force him to get off his spot, make him make difficult throws. Without that ability to do that and exposing their defensive backfield, and then on top of that, also their linebackers because they were down, uh, you know, Bradham and some of the other guys. Uh, their linebackers also got exposed in the, some of the play action stuff as well. Uh, the, the the Eagles really had no shot in their back seven if their front four yeah. weren't gonna weren't gonna uh, make hay. And, and and frankly, they had a couple of big sacks. They had some they had some stuff, but overall, I think Dallas offensive line uh, thoroughly won that battle. Yeah, and I don't even think Tyron Smith was 70, 75%. He, I mean, he was struggling. I think he had two holding calls. He allowed a couple sacks. But I think it's just the fact that Prescott felt comfortable in the pocket. I thought Lyle Collins was incredible in this game. Uh, I can't wait to watch the L22 because uh, I watched the broadcast last night again, and I thought Connor Williams had one of his better games, especially on the ground. I mean, he was out in space making some big blocks. Uh, I thought the offensive line as a whole played pretty well. Let's talk about those receivers. Uh, Amari Cooper, five catches for 106 yards on five targets. Uh, Michael Gallup, three catches for 34 yards on four targets. Uh, we we know how important Amari Cooper is to this Cowboys offense. Uh, what makes him just such a difficult cover for these Eagles defensive backs? Well, I think for the for the for the defensive backs the Eagles have, they they're kind of bigger, longer guys, you know, more physical. I mean, think about Rasul Douglas and Jalen Mills. I mean, these guys are kind of longer, taller guys that, you know, that are cover one, cover three guys a lot more than than they are probably pure man cover guys, you know. Um, I, I, you know, I, in, uh, let's be honest, like, Cooper's a very difficult matchup. I mean, he's just an incredible route runner, and I think – this is not what the, these guys are not sticky like that, you know. And I think that's that's really the issue is that there's not really anyone on that team that can stick with uh, Cooper, uh, you know. If if they buy it on a on a sluggo, it's it's over. You know, they can't keep up with him down the field after that. I was gonna say they've got defensive backs that match up well against their receivers. Yes, yeah, because like, they have the skyscrapers with Alshon Jeffrey and Matt Collins and JJ Arcega Whiteside. Uh, but when they play anybody that can run any kind of in-breaking route or can make plays double moves, catch, that's where they struggle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They they just they're not athletic like that. I think they're they're good for if you know these are cornerbacks that are built for their pass rush to get there before the double move happens. You know, like they, right. they want to, they want to challenge the ball on a quick pass as opposed to have to stay on their man for an extended period of time. Yeah, it was quite the uh, performance from Amari. Uh, over his last two games uh, against the Eagles, over 300 receiving yards and three touchdowns. Not too bad, I would say. Rasul Douglas is going to have nightmares about Amari Cooper. Uh, let's talk a little bit about the run game. Uh, there was some you know, debate on Twitter today about did the Cowboys run the ball too much on first down? Uh, this was, you know, whatever. I, I'm actually somebody that doesn't believe that they ran it too much on, you know, in this game because the situation dictated it. Uh, they had the second drive of the game. Uh, they started it on Philadelphia's 14-yard line. I have no problem with the Cowboys running there. Uh, the first drive of the game started on Philadelphia's 45-yard line. Uh, you're, you're fine there. Uh, Elliott, 22 carries for 111 yards and a touchdown. I think this was his best game of the season. He was making people miss in the open field. Uh, he was he was absorbing contact. He was dealing contact. I think it was his first rush of the game uh, when he lit up one of the, the Eagles' secondary members. I think it was Malcolm Jenkins, but I don't remember for sure. 
Uh, you could just tell that he was running hot in this game. What did you think about the Cowboys' rushing attack? Yeah, I mean, it, it was clear that he was playing at a different speed than he had been in, I think, previous weeks. and That was good to see. and just seemed more aggressive, more physical. Um, you know, I just it's that's what we all wanted to see from from the running attack is that it had brought a physical element to it, a punishing element to the defense, and I think that really bared itself out in the later parts of the game. They were the defense was beat up; they didn't want to keep going. They didn't look interested in tackling anybody, including including yeah. Pollard. Um, so I, I think you know there was a cumulative effect that was valuable to the latter part of the game. Um, the fact that the Cowboys were able to do all that, beat them up early, and get points uh, really kind of set a tone and, and really kind of doomed the Eagles in the, the latter part of the second half. All right, let's take one more break. and We're going to come back and we're going to talk about what this win means for the Cowboys moving forward. This is your invitation to a masterclass in engineering and design. Your ticket to go from zero to 60 with the Lexus Performance Line. A feeling this dynamic is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the exhilaration of the Lexus Performance Line and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. All right, Landon, the Cowboys are now 4-3 and three going into the bye week. The Eagles are 3-4, and four, so that means the Cowboys have a one-and-a-half game lead over this Eagles with the tiebreaker. Uh, the Eagles play Buffalo in Buffalo this week. Uh, how do we feel about the Cowboys moving forward and, you know, the playoff picture kind of, you know, we're, we're getting closer to where we can start seeing what teams are going to make the playoffs. How do you feel about this Cowboys team? I, yeah, I mean, I think this is this is the kind of win that they needed. It wasn't just like a, an equal-way victory. It was, a, it was a commanding victory against a division opponent that was a Super Bowl contender at one point. And, you know, I think uh, a lot of people can try to, write it off or, or spin it as many different ways they want. And I know there's a whole list of people that are furious that they aren't getting to write, uh, you know, Jason Garrett firing stories this morning. I'm sure you're you think already had them in the, in the drafts. Do you think they already were writing them this, this week? I, I, how many do you have in your drafts, Marcus? <laughs> <laughs> Luckily, I don't write too much about the Cowboys anymore. Cause I would have already had it scheduled for this morning. Oh man. Yeah. I, you know, I just think, I, I think that there there's, there was circumstance involving in some of these games earlier. That The Saints game really sticks out as one that was a missed opportunity. The, the Green Bay yeah. Packers game, you know, it really – I mean, again, I don't want to – after watching the last three Green Bay Packers games, I, I'm starting to sense a certain pattern. I'll just say that. Um and and you know the the Jets game. Wait wait wait. Let's 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 be a little bit more clear on what that pattern. Is. I mean, the um, Packers have been the Packers have had the refs as their as their guardian angels for the last three games. Yeah. Um, if you don't believe me, watch them. Somehow watch the, the games. Um, Just watch the games. Somehow it's it's getting worse every single week. As somebody who watched the the Detroit game and then obviously the Oakland game yesterday. There's some fishy stuff going on with that team, but let's let's not focus on the ref. I mean the Packers. Let's let's talk about this Cowboys. Uh, yeah, I mean we've I, I've talked about it extensively. Um, <laughs> yeah, and the Jets game. Look, uh, it, it's not just the injuries; it was the timing of the injuries. Like losing Cooper early in that in that in that game really hurt that team uh, that was already yeah. struggling to try to get the ball going with with both their tackles out. So uh, I still believe in this team. I still think this team, if they can play up to their ability is a 
you know, as a contender. I mean, I think that they, their, their highs have been that good. Uh, I think that they're going to get healthy, hopefully, over these next two weeks. They're going to get to play a, a division rival on the other side of this that should be another, uh, hopefully, a win, that they, a game that's very winnable for them, even though uh, on the road. Um, but I think then we're going to get into a part of the schedule. Where we're really going to find out exactly what we've got in this in this team, and, and, and it's going to be kind of a murderer's row of, of, of teams to play. Uh, and I think it's going to give us a pretty good indication by the time, like you know, like Parcel says, by Thanksgiving we should have an idea of exactly who this team is. Yeah, I mean, I think, I mean, I have I have so many mixed feelings about this team because I do think they're really talented. I think they can play with any team in the league. It's certainly going to depend on health. I've been pretty clear with, you know, Jason Garrett's teams can compete with anybody when they're healthy. It's when they're compromised at all is when I, you know, I get it gets a little sketchy. Um, but again, you win this game against the Giants in week nine, you get healthy, you know, maybe Philadelphia slips up here against Buffalo or the Rams coming up and you start to pull away the division, uh, anything can happen, but this was a good win. This is a good win for the Cowboys to get back on track. Uh, I, I think, I think this game reminded everybody how good the, the Cowboys can be in the ceiling. Uh, Dak Prescott has been phenomenal. I, I think, we have now you know, a 20 game stretch, you know, going back to last year that shows Prescott's not the quarterback that we saw in 2017, right? I think he's playing at elite level. Uh, he's number one in QBR. His passer rating is still one of the best in the league. I, I, I don't think people are concerned about the quarterback anymore, right, Lynn? I, I think everybody at least agrees to some point that the Cowboys have a franchise type of you know passer behind center, right? I mean, I guess you weren't here for the entirety of the Tony Romo career because <laughs> I mean, people were people were questioning that dude up until his retirement. So, yeah, I mean, I think there's always going to be critics. There's always going to be people that are never Dakers uh, that are just, you know, on that that will die on that hill forever. And, uh, you know, that's fine. There, there's a large portion. There's a large contingency of this fan base that is wrong a lot. So I, I guess they're probably comfortable with that with that you know default setting. I, I just think that, yeah. I mean, what more do you want him to do? Like, for goodness sake, he's been incredible. Yeah, he's been absolutely amazing. Yeah, and we couldn't have asked for anything better. I mean, last night, obviously the interception people are going to talk about, but the command that he had, the 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 best thing about it to me was the uh, that last drive of the first half where there was 22 seconds left on the clock. He managed it perfectly. He got the Cowboys a field goal attempt. There was really no risk in that drive at all. I don't know how many other teams with their quarterback situations would have just nailed on that ball going up, you know, was it 24 to 7 at halftime, feeling good about it. No, Prescott had com- complete command, was able to get Marr in a situation where he could kick a 63-yarder. Uh, that's what th- Those are the kind of situations where you, you know if you have the guy or not. If you feel comfortable in that, you know, that situation with your quarterback – uh, you're fine. Uh, and really quickly, speaking of Brett Maher, 63-yard field goal, pretty incredible. The only kicker in NFL history to make more than th- or more than two 60-yard field goals in his career. Uh, any quick thoughts on Maher before we head out? No, I mean it's just again everyone flipping the uh, flipping the script on the uh, <laughs> on the buzz on them. You know, I mean everyone's ready to fire fire Garrett, fire Maher, and and you know those guys both came out looking like. Uh, like heroes, so yeah. I mean, I just think that that's just that's the nature of an NFL kicker, I guess. Yeah, we we might need to get two kickers though, one for short range and one for long range, right? No, that's a, a total incredible. total waste of 
Totally. No, no, no. No, I, I'm joking. But Mar, I, I'm not sure there's a better kicker in the league beyond 50 yards right now. I mean, he's absolutely incredible. And you know the thing is, I was watching that game with a couple other Cowboy fans last night. Uh, and I actually had no doubt that he was going to get it there. That's why I thought it was stupid that Philadelphia even had a guy back there returning because uh, I, there was no doubt in my Mar, mind that that Mar was going to get it there. It was just the accuracy. But uh, just a pretty, a pretty impressive kick in, in game by the Cowboys. All right, that is it for today's show. Thank you for tuning in. Make sure you download and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Follow Landon at McCoolBCB. You can follow the show at Locked On Cowboys, and I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier, and we will see you next time. This is your invitation to a masterclass in engineering and design. Your ticket to go from zero to 60 with the Lexus Performance Line. A feeling this dynamic is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the exhilaration of the Lexus Performance Line and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.